what to do when you don't know what to do. How many of you have said that this year, 2020? I don't even know what to do. I mean, my goodness, we have hurricanes, two of them out there. They might merge, they've said. I'm joking, they're not going to do that. But it's been crazy, hasn't it? What to do when you don't know what to do. Today, the message is hold on to hope. Somebody say that. Hold on to hope. Listen, I can remember the first time I held on to something for dear life. Can we show that roller coaster picture? How many of you love roller coasters? I was this guy. I think we've got it. I was that guy. I'm holding on for dear life, and I'm the guy that's like in all those memes and gifs. Gifs? Gifs? What is it? What's it called? Is it a gif? I don't know. Anyway, I, I just was holding on, and I would pass out, and I'd come to, and I'd pass out. I'm that guy. Like, I used to love roller coasters. Now I'm getting older, and I just hold on for dear life. Some of us feel that way. We've all experienced holding on to things that were very useful and very helpful, or quite frankly, we hold on to things that are very hurtful. How many of you can remember that first relationship? You were the ripe old age of 12 years old, and it took you six years or maybe 16 years to get over that relationship. I'm holding on to that one. Some of you need to move on. Okay. Some of you are holding on. We're holding on to things like toilet paper. We're the ultimate hoarder. The ultimate hoarder. Uh, it's kind of blurry. Sorry for that pic, guys, but I think it said, uh, I think it's Charmin. I think it's Charmin. There's so much toilet paper there. I just wish that was Lysol wipes and I would make a lot of money. Oh my goodness. I'm holding on to the hope that we might have college football. Anybody with me? Woo! Roll tide. Okay, all right. Listen, crisis happens. Things happen. And then we don't know what to do. We start holding on to things that we should not hold on to. And today, I want to remind you to hold on to one thing. Everybody say one thing. Hold on to hope. Scripture shows us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, let us hold unswervingly. Some translations say firmly. Some say with a tight grasp. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Who is that person who has promised? His name is Jesus. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 says, we have this hope. Everybody say this hope. This hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. I love this analogy because an anchor is something that holds a boat in place. The captain arrives to his destination. He has the ability ability to drop the anchor. This is how he doesn't drift and end up in places that he just should not be. When the boat is anchored, it may move a little bit with the winds and the waves and the seas, but the captain is relaxed because he knows that the anchor is down, and it's holding him in place. Hold on to hope today. What is is gonna keep your soul in the right place? Hope. What is gonna cause you to overcome obstacles, reach your dreams, and and live out the God-given purpose that he's called for your life? It would be holding on to hope. If there was one thing that I would want you to get in your spirit today, what do I do when I don't know what to do? I must hold on to hope. No matter what you're facing today, no matter how big the obstacle, and I know some of you, I can already feel the presence of God so strongly because some of you have been experiencing 
incredible pain, incredible doubt, incredible hurt, relationship failure. I don't know if the marriage is going to make it. What are we going to do? You better hold on to hope. We know that God is still in control. Can I get an amen? He is on the throne and his plans are for good. He loves you and he gives you a bright hope and a future that is bigger. Uh, he is bigger than any challenge that you're facing. I believe that with all my heart. And you need to believe that with all of your heart. When the storms come, and they will come. When the ends crease, and they will increase, won't they? Uh, when the waves rise, uh, you don't have to be worried or fearful because you have your anchor down. Some of you have gotten a terrible doctor's report. I have before. You're going to have migraines, Cliff. You're going to have migraines, and you're probably going to have to deal with them for the rest of your life. I was about 13 years old. We can't figure it out. We've done a CAT scan. We can't find anything. We can't. We can't find anything wrong. <laughs> and, and this is the reality. As a 13-year-old, I remember going, this is not good. I'm debilitated. I can't go to school three days a week. What are you talking about? I'm going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life. And I remember my parents holding on to hope. We could have said you're doomed. We could have said it's over. But they begin to say, God is restoring your health. God is a God who heals. He is the one who bore your sin, your shame. Your, your, the stripes on his back were poured out so that you could have access to healing in Jesus' name. I don't understand why sometimes it happens and sometimes it don't. That's not today's message. But what if you held on to hope and it did happen and he did show up in your life that way? Can I get an amen? And on paper, you can say, well, I've got debt up to, I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I know that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can do in the natural. Some of you have children that are off course and you don't know if they're going to live for God or they're ever going to come back home and, and be a loving uh, child that you raised and you're very worried about that wayward son and daughter. You don't know where they are, but you hold on to hope and you say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that we include includes me and you and the one that's not here. So I will hold on to hope today. Some of you received news like my dad recently received. He lost his job 16 months before retirement. That retirement's going to grow into another, oh, six-digit figure, and it's going to allow me and your mom to retire and actually uh, live on that little nestled acre that's going to overlook that, that Christmas tree farm in the mountains of North Carolina. And it feels like his hopes and his dreams have been snatched out of his hands. And he said, I mean, he was distraught. We went up there to visit with him. He doesn't know what to do. But this is what he said. I know it can feel like a terrible setback. I know it's unfair. I have every reason to give up. My heart sinks and my heart fails me. But something inside of you holds you back. And instead of saying it's over, instead of you saying, I'm going to give up, you begin to hear, everything is going to be all right. And you know what he's doing? I'm going to cry because he's getting his realtor license. He's been talking about getting his realtor license for 20 years. 20 years. And he's getting his realtor license saying it's not over for this white. I wish I had a picture of him. He looks like Santa Claus. He's got a big old beard, white beard. Anyways, he's even going to be Santa Claus at a few churches this uh, Christmas. So 
Some of you need to remember that God has my family. He has my marriage. He has the right person for me. And God will take these beauty and he will give me beauty for ashes today in Jesus' name. Are you holding on to hope? Uh, have you noticed that there's always something trying to convince us to pull up our anchor? Delays, disappointments, bad breaks, bad breakups. You've got people that hold on to like, I relate it to uh, VCRs. It's old technology. It's old technology. Any of you have DVD players? You know, that's old technology now. You've got Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus. You remember a VCR? And that thing would get stuck. And then you would try to rewind it. And then you'd try to skip it. And before you know it, it'd chew up all the tape and you're like, oh no, Star Wars! Or whatever your movie was. It would chew up the movie. And some of you feel like your movie reel of life is being chewed up. And now you're a VCR. You become a venter, a complainer, and a ranter. Oh. We begin to convince ourselves to, 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 to pull up our anchor, and we begin to cope with the wrong things. Have you noticed the, the beer aisles in Walmart have gotten bigger? You can't find toilet paper, but my gosh, I mean, you can, you can scale the mountain of Keystone. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, where are you? Where are you? All right. Awesome. I'm not picking on beer and I'm not picking on toilet paper. What I'm picking on is we become stuck. And are you coping today or are you hoping? And when you don't know what to do, when life seems unfair, you have got to tie yourself to hope. You don't hold loosely to hope. You don't just hold on to the cross of Jesus and say, well, I love Jesus, but easy come, easy go. Well, I don't know if I'm going to get in a small group. I don't know if I'm going to go to church. I don't know if I'm going to pray. I certainly don't have enough money to give. I certainly don't have enough money to worship. I can't eat. <laughs> and that's what holding loosely to hope looks like. I know it. I can see it. It's been in my life before, but it's not anchored to me. Listen today, and I've got to put the mic down. Maybe I'll talk like this while I do this. Some of you need, ooh, Lord. Okay, COVID-19. COVID okay, here we go. I've lost four of that, okay? I'm down, to, I'm down to 15, okay. Some of you need to tie yourself to hope today. You need to be anchored to hope and not holding it loosely. See, because this is what I want you to know today. What I hold on to holds on to me. I'm going to say that again. What I hold on to ends up holding on to me. And I love it. When you're anchored to hope, it's like you're tied to it. You don't drift very far. Negative thoughts of doubt and insecurity can come in. You can say, I'm going to give up. It's no use. It'll never work out. But when you are tied to the anchor of hope, which is Jesus Christ, your faith kicks in and you say that I know the answer is on the way. I know that I don't need to cope with this anymore. I'm going to pick up the rope that is called hope. Uh, that rhyme, but here's the deal. You better be tied to hope. Are you tied to hope today? Are you tied to hope? Whatever I hold on to holds on to me. I will hold unswervingly to hope, firmly to hope. He is my anchor. It's the anchor of my soul. There's four ways we're going to hold on to hope today. Let's look at Matthew chapter 14 verses 24 through 31. It's this incredible story of where this account where um, Peter and the disciples were told by Jesus, hey, get in the boat and go to the other side. I'm going to meet you there. 
And they get in the boat. They get halfway there. Oh, we're halfway there. Oh. And so they're in the middle of the storm, and they're in the middle of the ocean. And the waves are going crazy, and the storm's going crazy. And they freak out. This is what happens. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land. They've left their comfort zone, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. They shouted, this is the disciples. And we do this all the time. Jesus comes walking along. I'm here for you. I want to help you. And they're like, it's a ghost. I don't know if I can trust you, Jesus. I don't know if I can trust you, God. I don't know if you have the best uh, in mind for me and my house, so I'm gonna try it my way, and I'm gonna cope my way, and I'm gonna do it my way. And, 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 and they said, it's a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus, verse 27, immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Some of you need to hear that today. Do not be afraid. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. Take courage. Be anchored to hope. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus' response, come, he said. And Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him. You have little faith, he said, why did you doubt? You have little faith. I just walked on water. Jesus, let's talk about it. Number one, tie yourself to hope. I'm tied to hope today. T, take courage. Crisis, even in the, even in the storms, even when your friends around you are saying, give up on God, even when your friends around you are saying, give up on that marriage, they're going to tell you to cope with these coping mechanisms. Uh, you're afraid. Some of you are afraid of death, your fear of dying. Some of you are afraid of the mask. Some of you are afraid of the COVID. Some of you are deathly afraid. And I'm not saying that fear is not real. I'm saying this. This, that, that, that you don't have to call God fear. You don't have to call Jesus fear. They were so afraid that they called Jesus a ghost. They didn't pray. They didn't get right in the moment. They, they, they said, uh, you're a ghost, and I'd rather cling to my boat. I would rather cling to my comfort zone. I'd rather go down in this sinking ship than I would take a step of courage with you, Jesus. But I love it. Listen, put your hope in the Lord. Don't put your hope in the wrong people or the wrong things. Listen, circumstances might not turn out. People will let you down. Your career might have to change, but I'll tell you one person who does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and his name is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And when you put your anchor down and you're tied to the hope that is Jesus, you are tying yourself to the God who formed you, the God who spoke your world into existence. He painted the stars in the, in, in the sky and the God who thought before of you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He says you're the apple of his eye. The God who sent his son Jesus to rescue from your constant drifting. And he says, I'm going to give you a new life and new peace and new joy. New life. Life abundantly. Are you anchored to hope today? I love what the psalmist David said in Psalm 42 verse 5. Why, 
my soul, are you so downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Some of you feel like you're another person in your own skin these days. I I get it. I've cried out. I've beat the pillow. I've shouted to God, God, is this happening? God, why is this happening? That was dicey. (laughs) Almost tripped. This is what the psalmist David says. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Put your hope in him. He realized that his circumstances uh, could, could allow him to pull up his anchor, but, but he, he, he said, I'm not going to allow my happiness to be connected with happenings. I don't have time to preach David's life, but you need to know in that moment that his son, Absalom, was dividing his kingdom literally splitting it in two. He was losing his home. He was losing his kingdom. He was losing his son. And he cried out to God, yet I will praise you in the middle of the storm. When you put your hope in him, scripture goes on to say, you will not be disappointed. Hope does not disappoint. The good news today is Jesus is in the middle of the circumstance with you. Maybe you need to turn to your neighbor, your family member, and say, Jesus is with you today. Why don't you do that? Tell somebody, Jesus is with you today. Jesus is with you today. See, number two is we need to ignore the circumstances. I'm not saying bury your head in the sand. I'm not saying act like it's not there. What I'm saying is, is you have to have tunnel vision on what the Lord spoke to you, what he's called you to do, and you need to have tunnel vision on this is, this is I'm looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm looking to Jesus. Look at verse 28. It said, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said, and Peter got down out of the boat. I love Peter's response to Jesus. He ignored the the whistling of the wind and the rising tide and the waves that could have consumed him. He He could have plummeted to his death by getting out of the comfort zone in that moment, but he knew, I'm as good as dead in the boat anyway. I'm I would rather be a dead man walking toward Jesus. I would rather be on the water with Jesus than in the boat of my own insecurity my coping and my failed hoping. I want to be with Jesus. And this is what I want to tell you, if I could give you another I. Invitations by God are meant to be RSVP'd. They're meant to be accepted. So when he says, come on out here on the water, you need to be anchored to hope and just begin to walk toward Jesus. He was so close to Jesus in that moment that even when he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he did, he saw the wind and the waves and he began to sink. But I love the fact that that before that happened, he took a step of faith. Some of you need to take courage. You need to take a step. You need to ignore the circumstances, and you need to accept the invitation of God, because when you're anchored to hope, you begin to have now faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. When you're anchored to hope, you might have negative things happening in your marriage. You might have negative things going on in your life and money's tight and, and I don't know, the kids are going crazy. Even the cats, they, they've torn up my couch this week. I don't know what's going on in your life. You will have 
things come against you, but you need to know because I'm tied to hope Because I'm tied to hope, even when the storm rolls in, even when the tides of change happen, even when the waves increase, I will put my trust in the Lord because I know that God is fighting for me. He's fighting my battles. He is fighting for me even in this storm. And he bids me, he says, come, come to me, come to me. It reminds me of a verse, come to me all who are heavy and weary laden, I will give them rest. How can I have rest on a stormy sea because I'm close to Jesus. Well, Cliff, this all sounds good, and we sang if God is so good. No, we didn't say if God is so good. We didn't sing that today. We said God is so good. But sometimes we ask, if God is so good, then why, why have I had these setbacks in my life? Why is this going on? I've had bat breaks, and I've had hurtful things unfold. It's because there's an enemy for your soul that wants to keep you shut down in life. And he wants to keep you locked down and not live life abundantly. But I'm here to tell you today that the forces that are for you, the God that is for you, is greater than the forces and the winds and the waves of life that are against you today. And you don't need to let the big things and the small things even cause you to pull up your anchor. Are you tied to hope? today. We're going to start wrapping up here. I've got four minutes to preach 15 more minutes. How do I do that? I don't even know. Hope. (laughs) It's only when we begin to let go of hope that we begin to sink. That's it. It's only when I get, when I take my eyes off Jesus that I, that I begin to sink. It's only we get, when I begin to hope and cope in other things that I begin to, to sink. But this is what I love is that even though Peter began to sink, he was not sunk. And that's what some of you need to hear today. You, you, some of you have actually taken a bold leap of faith into launching business, into launching careers, into marrying that special girl right in the middle of COVID. And now you're like, I don't know how I'm going to move forward with this. It's too much to bear. And I'm on this ocean and I'm on this sea, but you are not sunk. You might be sinking a little bit. You might be going under because you start looking at the wrong things, but you are not sunk today. This is what I want to tell you, number three, T-I-E, experience God's perspective. You will begin to experience a whole new perspective when you get out of the boat and take a step. Peter cried out, Lord, save me. He was close enough. Jesus, I love the scripture that says God's hand is not too short. And Jesus reached out his hand and pulled him up. God's perspective on your situation today is is this. When we hold on to hope, we experience life like we've never experienced. Peter had a story to tell that no other disciple had a story to tell. Peter was the one that got to preach to 5,000 people after Jesus had died and, and was buried and risen again, and he's now going to Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth in Acts chapter 1, and you can go read that, but, but Peter gets to preach a message and see 5,000 people get saved because he experienced something that no other disciple experienced. It was God's perspective for his life, and this is what I want to tell you today. God has great things for you. He does. 
Even in the middle of COVID, even in the middle of craziness, God has great things for you. He wants you to experience the miracle of walking on, on waves. See, this is what I know. Peter walked to Jesus with his doubts and fears because he couldn't shake it on his own. But he walked back on top of those doubts and fears. I'll say that again. Peter walked to Jesus carrying his doubts and fears, but he walked back on the water with Jesus on top of his doubts and fears. There are some things that were once over your head that were nearly drowning you and taking you out, but I believe by the Spirit of God today, when you are anchored to hope, when you are anchored to hope, those things that were once over your head are now under your feet in Jesus' name. I'll say that again. The things that were once holding you captive and were over your head are now under your feet in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Experience God's life. Experience his miracle working power. Well, what if what, if what you're facing today was not meant to take you out, but it was rather to set you up for your future? What if? See, I've heard it said, well, well, what if I do all this and I start to pray scripture and I start to put my trust in the Lord? What if it still doesn't work out, pastor? And then this is, it's such a clever question and I don't have a very clever answer, but what I've said lately is, what if it does? <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got. Shortest counseling session ever. I don't know. It might not be good enough, Brittany, your, your counselor out there, but, but what if it does? Because we've tried doubt, we've tried coping, we've been anchored to the wrong things. What if I was tied to hope? What if it does work out? This is tied to hope. D, when you begin to tie yourself to hope, you begin to destroy the doubt and discouragement and disappointment that's been in your life. You destroy the doubt. Jesus said, you, li you have little faith, why did you doubt? But he goes on to say that he walked with Peter back into the boat and all of the disciples rejoiced and said, truly, you are the son of God. And they made it to the other side. When I read this, I see that Peter left his doubt at the bottom of the sea. Some of us need to leave some things at the bottom of the sea. There was one time my grandpa and I, we were fishing in this little like 12 foot John Deere boat. You know what I'm talking about? It was painted green. It had one of these little motors that you're like, you're getting it, you're getting it. Like we were like just getting beat up in the middle of the Mississippi River. It was crazy. And he said, it's time to go home. Let's pull up the anchor. There's a storm coming. I go to pull up this anchor and it was stuck. It was stuck on a root or something. And he said, well, fire up the engine. We'll see, if we'll, get, we'll see if we'll get going. And we started to go, and the boat was just like, it was one of those like, Nyeh! I was like, we're going to tip. We're going to be, we're going to go under. We're going to go under. We tried to pull the, the boat forward, and it would just keep tipping and getting pulled back. And then finally, my grandpa did something that I'll never forget. He pulled out a pocket knife. He said, we have to cut this one loose. And he left that anchor in the bottom of the muddy Mississippi. And sometimes we're anchored to the wrong things that do not come off easily. And if you've been anchored to doubt and discouragement and disappointment, you're gonna have to cut those lines today. You're gonna have to leave them at the bottom of the ocean. 
Jesus said, I cast your sin and I cast your shame and I forgive you as far as the east is from the west and I throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. I don't even remember it. And some of us need to cut some lines today and you need to begin to take God at his word and take a step of faith and begin to speak it and believe it. The enemy wants you to be stuck. He wants you to even be pulled under. But today I need you to say like, I'm going to be tied to hope and his name is Jesus. Today I'm cutting the lines of coping. I'm cutting those lines and I'm getting anchored to hope. I'm gonna cut the line of doubt. I'm gonna cut the line of fear and discouragement. I'm gonna get rid of that critical spirit in my house. I'm gonna start saying nice things over that husband that never takes out the trash. And I'm gonna like, and he might be going through a hard time and going through amazing despair, but woman of God, you keep praying for him and you keep speaking over him. Well, what about your wife? The one that's like, she just wants to stay in the bed and give up on life. Husband of God, man of God of the house, you pray. What about, I wanna be married and I can't find anyone behind a mask. I don't even know if they've got teeth. (laughs) Keep praying. Hold on to hope. Hold on to hope. Put your hope in Jesus. And I believe when I begin to stop the coping, and I begin hoping in Jesus that you'll begin to take courage and step out of the boat. You'll invite God into your situation and you'll ignore circumstances and then you begin to experience dreams and visions and promises that God has spoken over you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you say amen? I said that last part as a prayer. Can I get an amen? Amen. Are you tied to hope today? Are you anchored to hope today? Come on, let's bow our head and close our eyes. I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life, the anchor of your soul today. Would you pray with me today? All you have to do is pray the prayer with me. I'm not even gonna ask you to raise your hand today. The Bible says, he never said raise your hand. He said, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the son of God, that you will be saved. So let's pray this together. Say it out loud. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I believe that you are the Lord and Savior of my life. I receive forgiveness. Live in my heart. Take over my life. Say this, I submit to you as the Lord of my life. I will live for you, Jesus. I will follow your word. You are my Savior. You are my friend. And you are my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God a shout of praise? Amen.